0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast here. First solo episode of the year. Only took five days to do it. I'm proud of that. We're proud of that over here at DWP. Um, this one was fun to, to research. Actually, a good friend of the show. Um, one of those listeners that I actually would love to meet. You know, one of these people that you, you kind of consider a friend Um on and off the show, really. Don't get to talk to him as much as I'd like, but he sends a lot of great information. Matthew, thank you for sending me this real 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati. These are, uh, you know, you you hear about the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Astors, the Van Doones, all these guys, right? I think the DuPonts are on there too, the Freemans. Um, Freestyling here, so I, I don't know all the, the names on there. But this is seemingly a more accurate list because you know how you you know all these people say that you know we know the rothschilds there's people behind these that we don't know about and i would say that that's true i'm going to go through the 13 families and maybe you know i I would really like to do in the future here soon actually take like three families at a time two families at a time and do some deep dives i'm going to kind of gloss over all these but these are the powerful italian banking and like you know i think the word is papal right um having to do with the popes and the vatican and all this stuff right wild stuff we're gonna get into it here hope everyone had a good new year um i'm gonna try and really be quick about just getting into the shows from now on i told you i hate the advertising um it's a buzzkill for a lot of these things i'm going to continue running ads Listening to the show, you support it by listening. You don't have to listen to the ads; you can skip the ads. I try and put them in parts where the discussion's switching up or whatever. But um, I think that's a nice way to uh, to to support the show it's just by listening. You know what I mean? The Patreon's still up and all that stuff, but um, it just left a bad taste in my mouth seeing all the ads that all these people do and the amount of time that they spend on it. So let's just get right into it. Um, these families. And I'm, I'm going to butcher some of these names. These are Italian banking families, okay? Uh, a lot of spaghetti sounding names. A lot of uh, lasagna type stuff, okay? We've got the House of Borja, I believe, or Borgia. Um, House of Breakspeare. The House of Samaglia. Um, again, probably butchering these. The House of Orsini. The House of Conti. Chiga. Colonna. Farnese. Medici which this is the only one that I had heard of. I'd heard of Orsini briefly, but obviously Medici, um, that's an interesting one to get into here too. Uh, Gitani, Pamphili, Este, and Aldo Brandini. Nailed it. Nailed it. So yeah, I'm going to run through these. We're not going to spend a ton of time on each one, but this goes back to the black Pope. Um, it goes back to the Jesuits. And if you are in the camp of, you know, where i sit i think that the catholic church is the most powerful institution in the world um now of course it is well known we know this there's people um that are connected to this this catholic church but they get away with doing a lot of shit and you will see that some of these families produce many popes and it's strange that there could be so many godly men coming out of one family right i guess it's in their blood which literally it is their religion is their blood it seems like it's their bloodlines so again shout out to matthew he's the the one that gave this i love these contributors that give me stuff like this of course with the new show cunts there's the mvps the victorias the dianes the matthews um there's a lot of people that send some great stuff tyson sends really good stuff um and chris from rantcast sent some really good stuff too he just kind of started sending some stuff out so big thanks to you guys and thanks to the people that support the show, no matter which way it is. Um, let's roll into it here. That first one, that House of Borja, Borja, or Borhia, B-O-R-G-I-A. Um, when you when you search these, and I'll share this link here so you can get redirected to all these Wikipedia pages that talk about these families. I looked at the Wikipedias. I did a little bit of side research. There's one family that's really difficult to find information on, so they're probably the the real deal, the Samaglia or Somalia. Um, but as I said I'm gonna I'm gonna spend just a little bit of time on each family and then we're going to go deeper in future episodes here but this first one they're referred referred to as this Borja family um, they're of Spanish descent on paper but there's a lot of you know supposed unsubstantiated claims that they're originally of Jewish descent now this is touchy stuff to talk about right because you know when, when uh, Kanye West is going out there talking about how the Jews are evil and they hold all the power what he was talking about I think is people like this people that pretend that they're Jewish and they're not right there is um a lot of power in being Jewish you can't criticize them without sounding not sounding not just racist there's an entire word to separate the low-level piece of shit that you are if you hate on Jewish people, and that's anti-Semitic. Now, I'm not doing none of that here, okay? We might later. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm not doing that uh, on this. I don't intend to. It's tough to to be critical of that group of people without sounding shitty, and that, that to me, is a problem, right? Um, but anyway, this this Boria family coming out of Spain, um, but potentially, possibly of jewish descent um, they come from a town called borja and i believe uh, they, i know that this is in aragon spain which i mean right away this is sounding like lord of the rings shit aragon isn't there a dude named aragon or maybe it's aragorn or some shit weird weird um but i think that you know the in movies like that we get a little bit of predictive programming we see stuff like this and uh, yeah these guys um they took their name after this town or potentially the town was named after them. There's a uh, there's Rothschild towns all over the place, even one in Antarctica. So strange there. But they rose to prominence during the Italian Renaissance, which I believe is between the 1300s to like the 15 1600s, something like that. Um, and you'll see that's the case with a lot of these families. The Italian Renaissance was huge for the shifting of power in the world. A lot of these Italian bankers, every single one of these families are Italian roots in rome roots around the area um this one obviously being spain spain's very close to italy right so um these borjas had their hands in the catholic church and politics starting in the 15th and 16th centuries so towards the end of the renaissance if i have my dates right there and they produce two popes what are the odds my ancestors are like getting drunk and eating potatoes and maybe tacos because you know part mexican And these guys have two popes in the family. Alphonse de Borja, who ruled as Pope Calixtus III. And uh, again, if you're Catholic out there, you know how I feel about Catholicism. Um, I'm not trying to butcher these names, though. I hate when I'm listening to something and just they're saying it wrong. I did read all this. I don't listen to anything. So sometimes, you know, I butcher names. But this uh, Pope Calixtus III... Uh, Real name, Alphonse de Borja. You can look all this up. It's all available to find yourself. And then also the second one here is Rodrigo Lanzol Borja. A little different spelling there, but again, there's different variations of this family. And that Lanzol Borja, sorry, Rodrigo Lanzol Borja was Pope Alexander VI. Now these guys reigned from 1455. This Calixtus III, and then also 1492 to uh, 14. I'm sorry, 1492 to 1503 for um, Alexander there. So you have three years for Calixtus the and then uh, eleven years for our man Alexander the Now they're suspected of all kinds of nasty crimes throughout their history: adultery, incest. Uh, simony i believe it's called which is buying or selling pardons for people of the church uh you can you can pay for your sins you know uh, with money you don't have to actually you know get any kind of punishment you can buy your way out of sin basically uh theft bribery murder especially murder with arsenic poisoning this is an old school just a great way to murder with arsenic right i mean that's the thing they had a pretty wild power lust, and this obviously creates a lot of enemies, and they war with some of these other families throughout time. Not as bad as some of these other guys do, but uh, yeah, pretty pretty wild here. Um, fun fact about this family, I thought this was actually really interesting. Um, they're referencing the Shaggy Dog movie. I don't know if you guys have seen the Shaggy Dog. I like the Shaggy Dog because I have a dog that looks like the Shaggy Dog, but it's, you know, the the story is an old story, and then Disney remade it. And there's a ring in the movie that is called the Ring of Borja. And this lady, uh, Luceresia, Luce, Luce uh, Borja cast love spells on men that she liked. And when she got bored with them, she'd turn them into dogs, according to the, uh, again, the 1994 remake of these uh this, this classic story and in the original films there are two paintings of Luceresia Borgia wearing the ring and um, she's got a sheepdog beside her as well so that's what the shaggy dog is now this family seal's weird it's a red bull on uh, green pastures it's kind of strange that a family that has two popes coming out of it would have a seal with a red bull you know how the Jews feel about the red heifer right that's essentially what a red bull is a lot of messaging in there it seems like and um not the not the messaging that you would want to put out if you are a holy family right it's almost like the catholic church is more of a business you know rather than rather than a, a house of worship and uh last quick thing this is wild supposedly they created the jesuits right so like ignatius of Loyola, that's all bullshit it's i mean unless he comes from this or they handpicked him but yeah uh, the family that created the jesuits so very powerful they are listed first for a reason um i thought essentially that this would be in alphabetical order it is not okay so i i feel like this maybe goes in descending order of power that brings us to the breakspear bloodline Uh, most notable person here and you'll actually get redirected a lot online if you try to search Breakspear to this guy Nicholas Breakspear so if you looked at the you know Breakspear bloodline uh, uh, pages for Nicholas Breakspear specifically will pop up this is Pope Adrian IV okay Pope from 1154 to uh, 1159 only English Pope to ever hold the position supposedly the rest are like Italians right this is strange for sure. Only guy to to hold this massive position of power reign for 5 years as pope. Uh I thought that was pretty interesting stuff there. Um Harry Henry Breakspear, excuse me, lives in Macau, China now and uh I don't know, he's got a lot of these papal bloodlines also living in China. Uh there's a lot of them moving to India. I guess that's supposed to mean according to what I was researching that it's the new America. It's the new powerhouse economy. It's kind of a no-brainer for people that are paying the slightest bit of attention. I thought it was kind of cool. Um not not cool for us being in America, but definitely maybe something of meaning there. That a lot of these papal bloodlines are moving on over to China, right? They're racco stuff, right? Now, they seem to have some of the least information out about them right now. There's some wild theories. Um, supposedly, the, the the people of the family can live for centuries, 500, 600 years old. This is like Bible shit, right? Who knows if it's true? Again, these are theories. Not a lot of concrete information out about these guys, other than the fact that, you know, a lot of them are moving to China. Um, there's an ancient rite called the breaking of the spears as well, or the killing of the swords, um, very occult ritual. There's the Spear of Destiny. The name Breakspear is like a riddle in itself. And I saw all kinds of things tying to Britney Spears, like the rituals that she went through are Breakspearian rituals. They claim that Shakespeare was a was really Breakspear. Obviously, Francis Bacon would be a Breakspear if this was the case. It's interesting, right? It's, it's kind of cool stuff to look into. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to find out when we deep dive in them, but we're definitely going to look... Samaglia, I didn't spend any time looking for anything because it was very hard to find. So in the deep dive, we will we will research that third family well. Couldn't find anything just upon looking really quickly. There's no Wikipedia page for them that I saw. Um, there was no link on the website that I was sourcing initially to this family's history. So pretty top secret shit here. We're going to find out some information, though. Number four, the Orsini's. Orsini, the house of Orsini. Um, Now we're starting to get into the nice names here. Orsini sounds like a lovely pasta dish, but it is, in fact, an evil family. You've got five popes. Five popes coming out of the Orsini family. Stephen II from 752 to 757. Paul I. That's the OG Paul. What do we got? Um, 757 directly afterwards to 767. So Uh, back-to-back. Calistine. The third, eleven ninety one to eleven ninety eight. Nicholas the third, twelve seventy seven to twelve eighty, and then Benedict the thirteenth. It looks like there's been thirteen Benedict's up to this point, uh, from seventeen twenty four to seventeen thirty. Along with the five popes, they have thirty four cardinals. Okay, so just I mean these these are good people to the Catholics right here. Countless high level politicians and religious figures, including these things called condadori which seem like liaisons to the middle-aged Italian military and the Pope. So, obviously, you know, having the ear of the Pope and the military at the same time. Powerful position. Usually fighting the good fight for the Vatican, holy wars and crusades and shit like that, right? Um, According to their new family legend, the Orsini are descended from the uh, Julio-Claudian dynasty of ancient Rome. This is pretty wild, too. I mean, this is a powerful... Uh, dynasty here think of like the Chinese dynasties right this is like that but with Rome the The Julio-Claudian dynasty comprised of the first five Roman emperors Augustus uh, Tiberius Caligula Claudius and Nero wild wild uh, I did not I was not familiar with the Julio-Claudian and hopefully it's not Julio you know what I mean that's how I was pronouncing it in my head because of you know the Spanish and, and the Latin in there it's got to be julio like julius right i mean am i crazy here julio claudian dynasty look it up wild stuff um this is really i mean when you see this this whole idea of these five popes, these five uh emperors those all five of those guys are related that's nepotism at its finest right there people running one of the most powerful societies of all time all these guys are related i mean i know that it's like a king thing but supposedly rome was like a uh isn't it a dictator? Not a dictatorship, but democracy, supposedly, right? I mean, I thought so, or maybe a republic. I don't know. I thought that they voted, though. Um, now I'm not a, a huge student of history, like some other podcasters are out there, Matt, those those types of guys out there. But I thought that they voted, so I don't know. Kind of weird. I guess we have that same system here. We supposedly vote, and all these damn presidents, with the exception of I think Jimmy Carter, are all fucking related to uh, an English king, right? Um, so you know, same kind of situation. They were uh, this family here, the um, the Orsini's, were beefing with uh, high-profile beef with another powerful Italian family, the Colonna family, and I will get into them here shortly. But apparently, this this you know infighting between these two essentially cousin families was so bad that the church got involved to stop them from fighting and declared something called a papal bull. Okay, again, the bull references, it's very popular with these people. I hadn't heard of this papal bull thing before, but it seems like the Catholic version of a fatwa or like an edict, kind of. Uh, Basically, a public demand or realistically a demand coming from a powerful group that pretends to represent the public Um, or or declaring a law, essentially, right, like an edict. Um, I like the use of the fatwa, though. Um, When you just look up what a papal bull is, you, you get these things that are are similar to it and fatwa and edict were on that list and uh yeah so they had to apparently step in and say hey no more fighting you two and they married two of the uh family members together almost like a uh romeo and juliet story but i don't think that they you know died obviously until later but maybe not because they lived to be like 500 years old or whatever um so after they squashed the beef the family splits into four bloodlines, and one of the bloodlines is called the Braccia Bracciano, excuse me, the Bracciano line. They have a giant ass castle, and actually at least eight castles. And I mean, when you start getting to the point where your wealthiness or your power of your bloodline is measured in castles, you've made it. You have made it. I don't have a single damn castle. I barely have a house. And uh, these guys have at least eight giant castles. The Bracciano Castle is also called the Castello Orsini Odescalchi, and I I know that that sounds weird Odescalchi maybe. Um, and this is in Bracciano, Lasal- Lasio, Italy. Um, a lot of these bloodlines have have you know cities or regions named after them, or they took their names from the cities. It's kind of like one of those. Uh, what came first the chicken or the egg type situations and this family a lot of italian families are are obsessed with architecture right um a lot of wealthy people are in general but especially the italians they like a good marble statue right they like marble countertops in modern times marble's big with these folks and they have one of the things one of the many buildings that they have it's more it's actually a park this park is wild it's called the park of monsters Look this place up. Look at some pictures cuz damn is it demonic looking, right? I know that we've gone through a little thing where especially Christian leaning folks like myself call everything demonic that doesn't like fit in line with their stuff. But I'll tell you how demonic this place actually is. There's an Orcus walkway. Orcus walkway. Check this out. O R C U S. And Orcus was actually paid homage to at the Travis Scott Astro World thing. Remember where they were showing that picture from medieval times of, like, hell, a portrayal of hell. And people were walking through the mouth and all that stuff. Travis Scott had his face where you walk through his mouth into the stadium or whatever, right? Or into the uh, shit show. That was that, you know, event where people died and stuff, remember? Um, people were saying it seemed like a demonic, a lot of demonic energy there. And that's that was a wild time. I mean, that was a, a really interesting thing to look into all the occult symbolism there within but that that what that is is an orcus and orcus similar to hades is you know you can switch it out for the god or the entity the deity or the actual place so orcus is hell in rome or it could be uh the devil it's interchangeable there and um when you walk through this thing's mouth you're essentially in another realm so god of the underworld walk into another realm you can imagine you know what realm you're walking into there wild there's also like uh there's a whole list on on you can just check this out on wikipedia honestly because they do a good job of just clicking through you can see all the different sculptures a lot of lions and beasts and shit like that but the orcas is definitely like the iconic thing there and it's a, a hell of a thing to be known for no pun intended but um so yeah they they have this again five popes five popes several cardinals 34 cardinals countless high-level politicians why do they have this park with a freaking demon with the orcas right that doesn't seem like that fits in line with the catholic church's beliefs unless it does unless it does but yeah this is why i say that in my head catholicism is the closest thing to luciferianism you know these families shouldn't own parks like this with Orcus. Jeez, it's weird the House of Conti is number five here, and uh, these kind of some of these are very short. Some of them are longer, like that um, that last one that we did, the Orsini's. The House of Conti, uh, N- Niccolo di Conti, is their main dude. He's the he's the big cheese over there, big time explorer and writer. Uh, seems to have been sent to explore Asia on behalf of the Jesuits. So you have again another tie, mostly to China, but you know India, um, Asia as a whole. Um, they don't say Eurasia, they say specifically Asia. so this is the second guy here, um, second bloodline, having some ties to Asia as very wealthy Italian bankers and and you know, clergymen, popes and whatnot. Just when you when you start seeing these connections, it does it, you know, it's just something to, to observe. so that's why I'm mentioning it. Um, he was one of the sources, this this uh, De Conti fella was one of the sources to create the 1450 Fra Mauro map. This is another thing I'm not familiar with. Again, the, the great deceptions of the world and, and and people like this might be familiar with this. Supposedly very, very famous map. I love old maps and stuff. I just I haven't seen this one, haven't heard of it. But from 1450, this map indicated that there was a sea route from Europe around Africa to India, Looks a bit like a flat Earth map. Bob would really get his rocks off here, flat Earth Bob. Um, shout out to him, big time. He's uh, he's been busy lately. I know, but strange situation here with this guy. Uh, you know, high level Italian banker type, creating a map, shaping a narrative. Kind of, kind of, you know, something to point out. De Conti departed from Venice around 1419. So obviously before the 1450 era established himself in syria and he studied arabic over a period of 25 years and his knowledge with the language and the cultures of the islamic world gave him the ability to travel to several places on ships owned by islamic merchants now that timeline doesn't quite work out here but i love the theory that the vatican created islam right you can't war with other religions if you are that powerful and there's no one going against you right you need two sides that's why the israel palestine conflict is such a money maker right for for these wealthy people if israel really wanted that land and if the us really wanted israel to have that land they'd have it right now okay it's not like the uh ukraine russia thing whatsoever uh which is also fake by the way um you know they would and when i say it's fake it's definitely going on people have died. It seems like, but I mean, Russia's not giving it its all, you know what I mean? And there's some help coming in for, for Ukraine as well. So why do I say that? I think it's interesting. Maybe this guy could have had something to do with it or, or, you know, maybe the Conti bloodline is the one that created Islam. If you believe in that theory, right? Not to shame Islam. I don't know shit about Islam. I just love that theory. I think it's very interesting. People, people, when you bring up that theory, people always say, well, "Why would the, the Catholic Church do that? They want to be the only religion." You can't. Who are you going to fight if everyone's Catholic? How are you going to get your your blood money? You know. So interesting theory. That's all that I really had on Conti there, um, and it's probably Conti, right? Um, but I'm going to pronounce it like a like a Yankee. The House of Chigi, um, and that's a fun word to say, right? Chigi. The first very prominent member was Mariano. Uh, 1430s he was born in the 1430s passed away tragically in 1504 this guy was a banker and two time ambassador of Siena to the popes Alexander VI and Julius II and he founded the Roman branch of the family the other branch was started by his brother Benedetto Benedetto Danny Bonadano I love Italian names they're like comical, like the the mafia movies have made them funny, right? Like Danny Bonadano, that's a name I think I just made up, but fun names, fun names, and I talk shit about Italians, but it's all in good fun uh, Some of your ancestors are horrible human beings, so, hey, so are mine So, pot calling the kettle black there. Most famous Chigi was Agostino Chigi Right? So you have this very prominent member that I mentioned um, that, that served two popes But the most famous one is Agostino Chigi. Um, He was around shortly after Mariano, born in the 1460s, died in 1520. So just outlived him. Born 30 years later about. And he became very, very, I mean, insanely, the word used is immensely rich, immensely rich banker. And he built the palace and gardens known as the Farnesina? Farnesina. Again, sounds like a pasta. Uh, Pope Julius II made him practically his finance minister and gave him the privilege of courting his own della Rovere arms, um, the, the coat of arms there with uh, with Cheeky. Now, that, that della Rovere family that they, they used for his family seal, um, very wealthy family who supposedly come from very humble beginnings, we know that's not true, and they got their start by Francesco Della Rovere, who was described as unworldly, which we we would call this guy disconnected. Um, very wealthy politicians are unworldly. It's not like he's an alien. Uh, well, maybe they are, actually. But they have no idea what the struggles of the common people are when they're unworldly. So this guy goes on to be Pope Sixtus IV. So kind of weird. Um, This is when I start believing that maybe these guys are reptilians. You know what I mean? Someone that was supposedly poor but unworldly. How do you grow up and and self-make yourself supposedly, but then you don't know what the common people struggle with, right? Like maybe he was always destined for greatness and he knew that? If you want to believe this horse shit. But I tend to think he was probably just born with a silver spoon or a gold spoon up his ass. And, um, you know, Fucking people call him unworldly, and he ends up being Pope Sixtus the Fourth. You know, it's interesting that the popes don't use their real names. I think that they do this to really disguise this, because if you just saw all these Orsini's and these Colonas and these Chigi's and all these different people as popes, you'd, you'd be suspicious. And a lot of times, like Sixtus the Fourth wasn't related to Sixtus the the Third or any of these, vice versa, right? Kind of just a weird way to confuse the shit out of people. It seems like I know that they give a reason for it just seems like confusion. Uh, this this dude here, Della Rovere, the... Um, where the hell was his name? Francesco Della Rovere, was seemingly one of the most corrupt popes, uh, he, better known as Pope Sixtus IV, one of the worst popes um, in terms of, like, nepotism and just kind of saying, fuck everyone but my family and people that can get us more wealthy, right? Um, I don't know. I, I think a lot of them are like that, but this is what I found. 6th uh, is the 4th very corrupt um, the 7th family we're almost halfway done here I'm trying to move through these quick we're trying to go bam 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 so that we can get all that information out and then circle back to it in future episodes and talk about these families deeper deep diving what do we got Kelowna now I mentioned these guys they were warring with the Orsini's right the house of Kelowna was also known as Schiario, uh or Ski. Schiaira. Sure. Um, It's an Italian noble family, very, very high-ranking family, forming part of the papal nobility, supplying one pope. I mean, these guys are slack and only one, the Orsinis or whoever the hell had fucking five. But they had one pope. This is Martin V and many other church and political leaders. These, uh, you know, these wild Italians here came up when I mentioned the Orsini family, as I mentioned. Um, huge influence over Rome. They were arguing with the Orsinis of how Rome should be ran. Both of them are in the ear the of the Pope, and uh, they end up getting married through that papal bull. Uh, they stopped the fighting between these two families. In 1571, the heads of both families married nieces of Pope Sixtus V. Supposedly, the marrying of these two cousins never solved the problem, and these real Jersey Shore types... Uh, continued their their uncle killing and their sister raping and all this shit. I mean, these people are wild. Um, if you watch Jersey Shore, you'll know what I mean. It seems like the apple didn't fall too far from the tree there in the in the Jersey Shore. But instead of just bashing on these uh, fake Italians, because Snooki's not even Italian, right? She's like Argentinian or something, probably closer uh, related to Hitler than any of these, uh, well, it's possible, too, that Hitler was affiliated with some of these guys, right? Um, There's that Rothschild theory, too, that's fun with Hitler. But, uh, yeah, so these guys have somewhat of a uniqueness to them um, where they come from, um, this secular noble family, meaning a family that doesn't really believe in religion. They don't believe that people of their religion should get any kind of benefit. Um, This is the Counts of Tusculum that they come from. This is the secular noble family that I'm talking about. And they're also part of that Julio-Claudian dynasty, like the Borjas. And also, um, Julia goes back to 490-something BC in Rome. So, um, it's kind of interesting that this family goes back so damn far. Uh, Again, 490 BC, crazy. Um, Part of a secular family, which I think is strange to have a pope. Coming from a secular family, um, but I want to talk really quick, you know, about this this Tusculum bloodline because the the Counts of Tusculum are a separate bloodline that's not mentioned, but I think that they definitely fit right in with the the Colonna. So, you know, if we're talking about the Tusculum bloodline, we can just call them the Colonus, right? The Tusculum bloodline, secular non-believers, had seven popes, seven popes. Now I thought that the Pope was supposed to at least believe in the Catholic religion, but I guess they can be secularist. And like I said, secularism doesn't sound too bad on paper. It doesn't sound bad to to most people. Um, it's like you know, the idea of like the separation of church and state. but I mean the church traditionally has been very anti-secularist. So it's interesting uh, having so many secular popes almost like you you really don't need to believe in the bullshit. That they that they spit out there at uh at the Vatican, right? You'd think that they would want people to be Catholic and that these Catholics would receive special privileges like going to heaven, things like that. Um, it, it's just something to me that's super weird. It stood out with with these uh, Tusculum folks, the Colonas, and uh, yeah, the seven popes here are John the Ninth um john the i'm sorry john the the 11th john the 12th benedict the seventh benedict the eighth john the 19th um benedict the ninth and benedict the 10th um next to benedict the 10th it has anti-pope so yeah i I don't know what the hell the anti-pope is but creepy right it's almost like the antichrist but uh yeah just going back to the secularism thing you know when you want separation of church and state a lot of these educated types become atheist or nowadays satanic satanists like they say that they're part of the church of satan and shit like that and and any satanist will tell you that the church of satan is more atheistic than anything but if you're atheistic why are you choosing to worship or, or pretend to worship something that that religions would call dark right evil Why are you going to put your name behind Satan if you're not believing in either one, right? It's almost like they believe in the devil, but not God. So it's just strange. And you see when there is this massive separation of church and state, when you're not even allowed to talk about the Bible in school, unless you're in a Bible class, I mean, the narrative starts getting shifted, right? It starts getting shaped to where, you know, if you're educated, um why would you believe in anything there's no logic in religion and, and hardcore christians will tell me that uh, you know that's the logical place you arrive um love the guys from operation red pill but they'll tell you that you know the more educated you are the more you're going to believe in jesus and in and in um christianity specifically right i would argue i mean you know there's not a lot of proof there's a lot of people that go out there and disprove a lot of this stuff uh, i believe in it but it takes more i think belief than uh than than logic or or proof right it's belief so yeah the secularism thing just sits really strangely with me um maybe it's not a big deal but i I see it as very fucking weird now the colonna family just to wrap them up um they've been prince assistants to the papal throne since 1710 and they pretty much have a say over the pope's decisions dating back to that 1710 date but the actual dates may be uh closer to like the 1800s still 1710 is what i'm going with um just because i I saw both numbers uh saw 1710 more than i saw 1800s but that is one of the facts that is supposedly disputed that these folks the Colonas, have had power over the vatican even if they don't have a pope one of their seven uh there's been like 200 and something right or 300 maybe i don't know how many damn popes there's been but seven even when they don't have seven they've had power in vatican since 1710 Tons and tons of European noblemen also in this family, uh, House of Farnese. Another pasta sound uh, sound the name. Uh, another royal family of Italy, highly connected to the Catholic Church. Shocker, right? There's a theme here, isn't there? Uh, its most important members include Pope Paul III, Alessandro Farnese, who's a cardinal, Alexander Farnese, Duke of Parma, and Piacenza, uh, which is that's a military commander and governor of the Spanish Netherlands. And then Elizabeth Farnesi, a lady who uh, became queen of Spain and whose legacy was brought to her Bourbon descendants. Bourbon sounds good. It's 1130 right now, though, so we're going to wait. A.M., 1130 a.m. Uh, just like any other Italians, they're big fans of architecture. I mentioned this earlier. They built or acquired magnificent buildings, I mean, and they preserve these things really well. The buildings include some like the... Palazzo Farnese in Rome. It's one of the most important high Renaissance places in Rome, uh, owned by the Italian Republic, and it was given to the French government in 1936 for a period of 99 years and currently serves as the French embassy in Italy. France, you don't need me to tell you, highly Masonic, highly Masonic. They gave the U.S. a Statue of Liberty or ISIS, as we call it in the occult world, I don't know. It's weird. Got me out of breath here. I'm like freaking out about these guys. It's it's wild, you know. It was fun researching last night and just coming across these again. You guys, if you've been listening to the show, I love secret societies. I love elite bloodlines, not because, you know, I want to be one or anything. I just find them interesting, right? For for your your ancestors to have such foresight to become so damn powerful. It's impressive, to say the very least. Now they do it by doing horrible things but again it's very very interesting to look at um one of these other buildings that they have here the villa farnesi at caprola caprarola there seems like there's an r in there that shouldn't be there but i copy pasted this caprarola a property in the republic of italy uh villa farnesi is run by the polo musiale del Lazio or the italian ministry of cultural heritage preserving Italian history or the history uh, that, that the, the winners created, right? They're preserving this, this uh, narrative and they're, they're building on that narrative um, They also have some ancient artifacts that I- include the Farnese marbles These are historic statues of figures like Hercules Atlas, Artemis so on, right? So, uh, owning some really really important pieces of history and again, shaping narratives, I think that that's an important thing to point out. Uh, they have their roots in the military. They served under the uh, history's good guys. So, you know, they got a special spot at the table. If they would have lost, obviously these would be one of the the horrible families in time or forgotten families, which is even worse, right? At least Hitler gets talked about. If your families are forgotten, that's almost the worst thing that you can have, right? Especially for these older, older families. Um, now, I have a feeling that I'll discover a lot about these, uh, especially this family right here i think i'll discover a lot uh, when, when we dig deeper here now i mentioned the family spawned a pope paul iii and his sister julia was a mistress get this mistress of pope alexander Sixth. now i thought popes only had sex with god right i didn't think that they were allowed to fuck right Again, I'm not a Catholic, but I thought that was the deal. I thought that you swear a life of celibacy, but this Pope Alexander VI had a mistress who was Pope Paul III's. Do the math there. Now, Alexander VI was Pope before Pope Paul III, so it's maybe, maybe Pope Paul III got his role as Pope, the 220th Pope, after he let the standing Pope fuck his sister right take my sister let me have your job in 12 years wild i mean absolutely crazy so when you see connections like that it's clear that the the role of the pope is not chosen by god or whatever they say it's chosen by people that that get there for a reason i know that this sounds like a no shit thing to most of us but some hardcore catholics will believe oh god chose this guy no the guy got in that spot because he let the current pope fuck his sister horrible stuff wild to think about and i just realized as i'm recording this i forgot to mention that i usually have my door closed in here um but the dogs you might hear the dogs clicking around i just took a break to take them out to piss and uh are are solo at the house this week so or weekend so gotta keep an eye on these mutts so hopefully the sound isn't too bad but we're almost done so if you're at this point you probably didn't even notice and i just broke the fourth wall this is a big one here, House of Medici, right? We've uh, we're familiar with this. They, these guys are kind of hyped up in um, pop culture and whatnot. These uh, seem like the Rockefellers or the Rothschilds of that former list, the uh, the fake list that has on that's on the CIA website, right? Um, that that's another thing I didn't think about until I just said it out loud. Why would that be on the CIA website? These thirteen families, right? I mean, it's, it all it lends credence to this being the real list. Um, I don't know, and maybe maybe the whole idea of thirteen families is just bullshit, right? The council of three hundred and all these things, but I think that it's something, and uh, this is new. So let's go with the Medici's here, um, and then these last ones are are short. Um, these last few are quite short, because um, yeah, I just wanted to get through them, and like I said, we're just we're just skimming the tops of these guys, so. Spend a little time on the Medici's here. One of the most famous, very most famous on this list, like I said. They're, of course, owners of the Medici Pharma Company, like the Solvay's, any powerful black occult fan, not black, but, you know, dark arts, occult family has to dabble a little bit in pharmakia. They do have the Medici Pharma Company, again, like the Solvay's. That went through a lawsuit... Here in my home state of Arizona, now this is a quote, Medici's Pharmaceutical is a medical cosmetics company based in Bridgewater, New Jersey. It's a subsidiary of Valiant Pharmaceuticals, now called Bosch Pharma. Okay, I don't know if that's Bosch and Loom or Bosch and Loom, whatever the hell that is. Um, But they acquired the company back in 2012. Uh, Medici's is known. uh, So let me just go backtrack a little bit medicis i believe is the name of the pharma company obviously the family is medici there's no plural but medicis uh, is the pharma company medicis pharma um medicis is known for products such as solidin and zay Zayna for treating acne um and for restylane and Disport for uh treating uh face wrinkles so a lot of cosmetic stuff this is a sleeper kind of a drug. Acne, you think, well, there's no side effects from rubbing something on your face and and uh, you know healing acne. Acne's uh, embarrassing for a lot of teenagers and whatnot. Uh, treating face wrinkles, that's great for you know older women that may be a little more insecure with their looks. After some time, I get it, ladies, right? But this is a sleeper, and you're going to hear some clicking because my dogs are coming in to say hi. They like when I talk about pharmacy. They like it. And they come in. Um, when you're rubbing shit on your skin, you absorb a lot of that into your bloodstream, right? There's a high absorption rate on your face, your head, and your palms. And your face and head is very close to your brain if you've seen the documentary called Metropia. We broke it down on Conspiracy Theater 3000. These chemicals could, in a crazy world of conspiracy, these chemicals could make you more susceptible to mind control as they did in, again, the documentary Metropia obviously i'm joking That's not a documentary but i believe that movie's plot where the shampoo goes into your hair follicles and then it acts as an antenna so that the voices out there can get into your your head and tell you to buy shit there was proof that that mariah carey song underneath the the music was telling people to buy stuff and that's why they always play that goddamn song around christmas and sorry to the people that say i shouldn't say that i'm sorry it's a habit um but yeah, I mean I, I think that that you know there could be something to this Soladin, this Xiana, this Restalane, and this Disport. I'm not saying it. I'm saying allegedly there could be something weird. Okay. Um so yeah, I just thought that was a, a really cool kind of rabbit hole to go down with the pharmaceutical company. Now, another quote here. In 2015, Medici's was charged under the Arizona Consumer Fraud Act, and Arizona allowed consumer fraud law to apply against pharmaceutical companies for the first time. This is huge, but isn't because they let it happen. Medici's marketed an extended release form of minocycline known to cause lupus-like autoimmune response. Minocyline, maybe minociline uh this is a drug again causing a lupus-like autoimmune response lupus is no joke um so yeah they're on the up and up here right they're on the up and up wild that they're just throwing shit out there that causes and they know about this stuff they know when their drugs they spend millions and who knows maybe more on r&d they know when there's these adverse reactions when when people take these drugs um so yeah they're based out of again they're based out of New Jersey New Jersey's not batting too good right now not a lot of good shit coming out of Jersey that other damn um, pharmaceutical company Solvay was based out of New Jersey as well maybe that's why the people there are kind of assholes maybe there's a lot of Jersey Shore types out there because of the uh, the crazy shit that's in the water Uh, a lot of the pharma runoff that's crazy to me that, that two of these occult families the Medici's and the Solvay's both have pharmaceutical companies based out of there right giant factories when i went down the pharmakia solvay rabbit hole it was disturbing what they were able to get away with out there um so yeah i don't know there's several popes that come from this this wild family i mean tons there's two big ones um but there's there's quite a few popes that come out of here and this is uh, something that i copied offline here the house of medici was an italian banking family and political dynasty that first consolidated power with the Republic of Florence under Cosimo de' Medici during the first half of the 15th century. The family originated from the Mugello region of Turkey and prospered gradually until it was able to fund the Medici bank. So they got a bank check. They got a pharmacy company check. This bank was the largest in Europe during the 15th century and facilitated the Medici's rise to political power in Florence, although they officially remained citizens rather than monarchs until the 16th century. So they disguised themselves as average Joes, part of the public, part of the people. They're out there pressing palms. The Obamas do this still to this day, right? I'm not saying that the Obamas are the Medici's, although it wouldn't be a stretch. If you were to tell me that they were, I would not be surprised. The Obamas do this. They, they, they. I mean, o- Obama has on his was it an Instagram or or his uh, ex now it's called like citizen it says like father citizen I think that the citizen might even be first like it was it's like he's proud to be a citizen he's he's just like you you know what I mean I think 500 six hundred thousand years from now if we haven't reset I think the Obama bloodline might be one of these powerful, uh powerful families if we were to revisit this topic in 600 years to a thousand years right obviously we won't but maybe the the bloodlines will be kind of updated and there will be this new theory and obama will be will be on that list i believe they do have their production company i think it's called higher ground production Um, so they're building narratives they're shaping the way that minds think and they had a president obviously in barack so who knows, maybe they'll have another president or two before it's all said and done, and um, they might be kind of taking a page out of the Medici's book here, um, I can go on and on with the Medici's, but um, they're low-hanging fruit, we'll we'll visit them and we'll we'll go pretty deep on them when we do the episode there, gonna rattle these last three off, they're very short, uh, the house of Gaetini or Satini um, clever disguise for these guys, right, we're Gaitini, but let's call ourselves Satini, so nobody knows, you know um the house of Satini or Gaetini, according to the family tradition, was descended from the Dukes of Gaeta. Um, the family had no real importance in Rome until the election of Benedetto Catini with a C to the papacy as Pope Boniface the eighth, Yes, the eighth. Um, another Pope in 1294, and once they had their boy in as Pope, they started buying up shitloads of land. Uh, like Sermoneta, fun fact this is a town um in the province of latina i could not imagine all the big booty latinas in latina can you imagine imagine this is a fantasy this is a dream of mine a place called latina great great this is where they come from folks uh and who doesn't like latinas you know um They're also heavily involved in the Colonna feud that I mentioned earlier, the Colonna orsini feud. And the family got some special papal privileges by Pope Pius around 1503. But again, I'll look more into these guys, just a quick rundown. I think it's fun that they own Latina. They might be the coolest family out of all these guys. You know what I mean? Uh, We got Pamphili, the House of Pamphili. This is in their Wikipedia description, okay? The House of Pamphili was one of the papal families deeply entrenched in Catholic Church, Roman, and Italian politics of the sixteenth and seventeenth centuries. Later, the Pamphili family line merged with the Doria and Landi family lines to form the Doria Pamphili Landi family line. I just thought that was wild that right on there, deeply entrenched in the Catholic Church, Roman and Italian politics in the 16th, 17th century. So after the renaissance right the rebuilding the Pamphili gets deeply entrenched in the church and in politics separation of church and state it's disguised guys it's very very well disguised there's no separation they are one in the same now uh the house of este number 12 house of este is a european dynasty of north italian origin whose members ruled parts of italy and germany for many centuries the original house of estes excuse me elder branch which is known as the house of wealth W-E-L-F that doesn't sound very Italian that sounds more like uh, Irish including Dukes of Bavaria I guess it'd be German, huh? because um, yeah, Italy and Germany, wealth um, included Dukes of Bavaria and of Brunswick and this branch produced Britain's um, Hanoverian monarchs as well as one emperor of Russia ooh, interesting Ivan Sixth and one Holy Roman Emperor Otto the Force. Um pretty wild Pretty fucking interesting. Um, dabbling in Russia now. It's the first time Russia uh, or Germany's come up. So maybe that is the the Vatican and the Nazi connection, right? Maybe the House of Este is the Vatican-Nazi connection. Um, the original House of Estes younger... Wouldn't it be wild? I'm sorry. I got to just stop myself from reading for a second. Wouldn't it be really interesting if they say that Hitler was a Rothschild, but he was an Este? that would be fucking wild. That's something I'm going to look into for sure. Um, I love the Rothschild Hitler theories, but it's too it's too obvious. It's too low hanging, right? Um, you can say everyone's a Rothschild except for me. I'm not a Rothschild. I wish I had a fraction of that money without the uh soul selling, but I don't know if that's possible. Continuing on here, the original House of Este's younger branch, which is simply called the House of Este, included rulers of Ferrara um from 1240 to I'm sorry, included rulers of Ferrara and Modena um and then Reggio which are these are regions and this branch's male line became extinct with the death of Ercole III in 1803. Did it? Did it? I don't think so. And you know what, even if the family um lost all of its men, the blood still obviously continues in the women. They just might not have the name, right? So the Este's you're not seeing them around anymore. I think it I think uh Hitler's an Este. Hitler is an Este, Um, allegedly. We gotta throw that out there. Um last one here, guys. House of Aldo Brandini. The House of Aldo Brandini is an Italian noble family originally from Florence, where in the Middle Ages they held the most important municipal offices. Now the Abdulbr Ab, Aldo Brandini. Sorry are uh resident in Rome with close ties to the Vatican. Shocker, right? Now the Roman fortunes were made when um Ippolito Aldo Brandini, famous member of the family, uh real real um you know, renegade, real uh path path carver, trailblazer is the word I'm looking for. Um Ippolito Aldo Brandini became Pope under the name Pope Clement the Eighth, and he arranged the marriage that linked the Aldo Brandini with the Roman family of Pamphili, who was mentioned earlier right and they were also linked to the marriage alliances with the Farnesi and the Borghesi and I believe that that Borga family uh, would be the Borghesis right I mean like uh, couldn't that be like just another spin-off of that family so again all these people are connected all these people are tied in all these people are close to the to the the Italian politics and Italian church the, the Vatican rather I think that it is Really, really interesting stuff. I don't know that these are the powerful families of the world. They definitely have some power. I don't know if that's the 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati that Fritz Springmeier is kind of detracting from and making us pay attention to fake ones like the DuPonts, the Freemans, the the um, Bundys, right? I don't know. I, I could be wrong. Um, Bundy is not a name that comes up as often as Rothschild and Rockefeller, but Estee never comes up. Right? Medici is the only one on that list, and maybe Orsini a little bit too. You don't hear about these, and I think it's fun to speculate. It's fun to theorize, right? There's no proof in anything other than the fact that they were powerful. Are they still? They were very powerful. I think that if your bloodline has seven popes in it, there's something there. There's something there. I think if you have one pope in your family, or if you're a powerful Italian banker and you come from that bloodline, I, I tend to think that the ways of the occult still will follow those families right this is the the great 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 granddaughter of so-and-so let's make her chancellor of germany just an example um all kinds of different things so pretty stuff pretty pretty wild stuff to me uh thank you again matthew that was really fun to look into and i'm gonna do a deeper dive but i kind of like doing these like over you know glossing over things so if anyone else out there has things like this for me that you want me to look into just quickly and kind of rifle through a bunch of topics. That's why I like the icebergs. I think it's more fun to like kind of plant the breadcrumbs almost, if you want to call it that, where you, you know, you gloss over 10 or 20 things, or in this case, 13 uh, bloodlines. It's fun to go through those and just think like, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're sharing something and maybe a thought that I have in one of my ramblings will inspire other thoughts and then maybe, I don't know, we can all just kind of build off of the little bit of information that I presented here. Um, there's great articles about these families. I actually would read this. Um, yeah, fuck it, I'll read it. Why not? Why not? It's not that long, and I like these episodes to be a little longer. Some people tell me they like how I read. Except for when I can't pronounce shit. Let's see how long this is before. Yeah, it's not too terribly long. There's a lot of comments, so it makes it look longer. But this is from Covert... Politics. I'm sorry, covert geopolitics, geopolitics.co. This is an article from uh, 2012. So pretty, uh, pretty wild. This is a cool website too, by the way, if you wanted to check it out. Um, but yes, it's called Powerful Bloodlines Behind the Dark Cabal. And we'll start. With the recent arrest of Nazi remnant hiding in Hungary, we are reminded of the Holocaust from the last century, with which cost millions of lives and all for the glory of the bloodlines has some uh, news articles here. You've got a 97-year-old most-wanted Nazi war criminal was arrested in Hungary. They're showing the clip there. The failure to understand this subject stems from the presumption that these people protecting their bloodlines think the same way as we do. The bloodlines look at time periods in thousands of years, not days, hours, or minutes, and they outline their agenda, plot their strategies, and formulate their actions in terms of what could be possible in 50 years in a century or in a millennium in contrast oh i'm sorry in contrast we think of what we will do tomorrow or next week and make sure that it jives harmon- harmoniously with our goals and objectives the current fiscal year we even use software like microsoft outlook for this purpose while the primitive bloodlines are using astrology and exotic techniques from black budgeted projects new year's resolutions make your new year's resolutions right I was making fun of my sister and her boyfriend for their New year's resolutions. This puts it in perspective though. do you think fucking bloodline families do freaking New Year's resolutions? I do not think so. They do th- millennium resolutions. What do we want to get done this thousand years? Kind of crazy to think about. Continuing on here, they so intrigue uh, to foment wars like what's happening now in Syria. so obviously this is 2012 and continues to instigate nuclear war with Iran. They literally live and breathe through fear and sufferings of everyone else except themselves. The goal to exterminate 6.5 billion planetary inhabitants in first... That's wild. The goal to exterminate 6.5 billion planetary inhabitants is first and foremost in their minds. The weapons used to achieve this goal range from economic to military, science to mass media to religion. True. Very true. True. Uh, this is well written so far we are at their mercy until the internet came along that I still think that we're at their mercy but okay continuing now we're seeing the true image of evil and the monstrosity of its schemes the complexity of the control matrix it's been able to uh, put together is behind anybody's grasp is beyond anybody's grasp only the persistent may be able to decipher the reasonable, Uh, I'm sorry, they are responsible for all the holocausts of the last millennium, to say the least. What we believe to be the side of the good is, in fact, the true definition of miscreation. Um, They have another news article here. The Vatican Bank is reportedly under investigation for laundering millions (laughs) for a mafia godfather. Of course they were. Of course they were, right? Pope Sue magazine over photo with controversial stain. So... Yeah, this Titanic magazine had uh, the Pope with you know a piss stain and a poop stain. Um, pretty wild. I never saw this, but yeah, the Pope sued over that. Another uh, clip here is the Vatican Slam's new book of leaked documents is criminal. So they leaked some documents that are in the Vatican Bank. Now, they talk about who are these men behind the puppeteers. Let's get into this, continuing with the article here. All politicians, bankers, and other so-called shakers and movers report and submit themselves to the will of the Vatican. The Pope administers his dominion from the Golden Throne of Papal, Archbasilica of St. John Lateran, the White Pope himself, subservient to the highest-ranking Jesuit general known as the Black Pope, but the Black Pope is not at the top of the pyramid either. We received this update below from Drake. not sure who Drake is the jesuit vatican new world order uh ptolemaic papal bloodlines I'm sorry um orsini black spear aldo brandini farnese and somaglia um all controlled to the jesuit order and their knights of malta and teutonic knights all based in missile projected borgo uh missili maybe no i mean it's missile it's weird um Protected Borgo Santo Spirito in Rome. So that seems like gibberish to me, but whatever. Uh, Pepe Orsini out of Italy. Henry Blackspear out of Macau, China. This is the true power, finally. Um, This is the Gulef and the Gibherline power over mankind. Um, Yeah, again, gibberish. The Cecile family were controlled by the powerful Jesuit family known as the Pia Vicini. Maria Camilla Pavlov. Paia Vecini is far more powerful than Queen Elizabeth II. Okay, so this is a name that we haven't heard, right? Maria Camilla Paia or Paia Vecini, not sure. You can type in Maria Camilla, and I'm sure that her name will pop up. P-A-L-L-A, you'll get the rest. The Queen and Prince Philip are totally subordinate to the papal bloodline that Breakspear family and their Jesuit UKHQ at 114 Mount Street. Okay, so we can look up this uh, UKHQ as well on uh, 114 Mount Street. Please go, go and study who funded Elizabeth I, that astronomical amount of money to fight the Spanish. Yes, it was Pallavacini, Pallavacini. The most powerful man right now in the conspiracy over this world is Roman by the name of Pepe Orsini of the powerful Roman papal bloodline, the Orsini, also known as Orso, and the ancient Maximus family. Um, There is no one more powerful than the figure who is really the gray pope. Interesting. The papal bloodlines are the secret shadowy hierarchy of the Jesuit order, even behind the black pope touted at the number one. The powerful bloodlines are Breakspear, Somaglia, Orsini, Farnese, and Aldo Brandini. You'll notice David Rothschild marrying into the Aldobrandini. Wow, okay. Um by Princess Olimpia Aldobrandini. So the Rothschilds are now ingrained into powerful Italian bankers and, and whatnot, right? Another real head of this is Henry Black uh Brakespear, who resides now in Macau in China. Um Many of the papal bloodline's heads now live in Asia and in India. What does that tell you? I mentioned that earlier. The current black pope, Adolfo Nicholas, was brought forward for the position due to the Jesuits bringing about of Asia and the next power player of the agenda. Both this black pope and white pope aren't of papal bloodline. They are both commoners. Interesting. I've named the most powerful families on the planet. I've named the gray pope the one in between the white and black but unseen. Uh, Saturnalian Brotherhood, the real 13 Zoroastrian bloodlines of the Illuminati. And then, you know, I obviously went through those. These Egyptian Ptolemaic uh, dynasty rulers are in full control of the Company of Jesus, High Gray Council of Ten, and the Black Pope. Interesting. High Gray Council of Ten, another society I can look into here. This is some good info on the Black Pope, it says. The Black Pope Superior Jesuit General, the President of the World, speaks at Loyola Military Fortress University in his unratified 14th Amendment, Little Rome, D.C. United States Corporation. Wow. Uh, Corporation under International Maritime uh, Admiralty Law, a uniform commercial code, is upon Vatican common law and perfected by the Roman Empire. He lies about his power... um, He's over the Pope as of 1814. He only serves and works with the shadow of Jesuits being the papal bloodlines Orsini, Brakespears, Aldobrandini, Farnese, and Somaglias. Adolfo is not a, of papal bloodline. Some black popes have been. That's weird. Adolfo is not of papal bloodline. Some, Oh, okay. Some black popes have been. Um, the next in power beneath the Jesuits is the Bourbon. Uh, King Juan Carlos of Spain, the Roman monarch of the world, the king of Jerusalem, and SMOM, military navigator. This is the true world's power system right now. Adolfo serves as military general protecting the Zoroatherianism and Mithraism mystery schools. Wow, okay, cool. We're learning stuff here. The Jesuits were created by the papal bloodline Farnese during the reign of farnese pope paul iii mentioned him loyola was commissioned by alessandro cardinal Farnese, um and it looks like this was edited um oh no so they're saying that this was edited at a certain time in 2010 not this article but the information the power structure was changed right in front of our eyes even though no one was looking no one knew about it After the terrible reign of Pope Alexander VI, the Romans were disgusted with the Spanish and vowed that there would never be another Spanish pope. This animosity towards the Spanish was further aggravated by the sack of Rome in 1527 in order to prevent the divorce of Henry VIII from the Catherine of Aragon, The Borgia Borgia, answered to the Spanish animosity with the creation of the order of the Jesuits, okay? So that's pretty interesting that they basically were fighting and then they created the Jesuits, um a quasi religious military strike force whose members were totally dedicated to their Spanish leader who bore the military title of general. Interesting. Um like the white pope, the general is elected for life and the Jesuit dynasty is parallel or pseudo papacy, of course. Uh the general is content to run the show from behind the scenes so as to not arouse an old age italian hatred for spanish okay uh the general the jesuit general was referred to as the black pope and the vatican because he always dresses in black the jesuits were officially founded in 1504 by pope paul iii mentioned him now is pope paul iii one of the borjas right because they supposedly created the jesuits um, Ignatius Loyola, they have LIE in uh, in all caps here, Loyola became their first general. Don Francis Borgia was the great-grandson of Pope Alexander. Okay, so yes. Um, and the co-founder of the Jesuits. On his mother's side, he was descended from King Ferdinand of Aragon. The Spanish control the Vatican through the Jesuits. So it's not Italian-ran. So sorry, Italians, it's you fucking Spaniards. For the past 500 years, the Spanish Inquisition was controlled, uh, has controlled the Vatican by means of the Jesuits. All the Jesuits answer to their general in Rome and in turn is uh, they're content to run the show from behind the scenes without any publicity or public acclaim so as not to arouse an age-old Italian hostility to the Spanish. Okay, cool. I mean, it's interesting stuff. That's essentially it. Um yeah it's pretty fucking wild prince philip pictured at nazi funeral yeah so there's uh the things that i'm kind of going off on tangents and reading about our newspaper clippings that they share in here but i will definitely post this article i'll post uh i'll share a, a link to the picture of these guys um uh actually i'm not going to post this yet because i'm going to research this some more and then i will be doing this incorporating it into my next episode on these families but yeah it's interesting they're um uh, Their seals are really cool. I'll post the seals on Instagram. They're uh, papal bloodlines, and they have you know the the Red Bull that I mentioned. The uh, Conti seal looks like the Freemason phoenix, but with one head. And then Este is a white version of that. You've got a white unicorn on the Farnese. The Medici's is like a I don't know, like it's like a black bird with its wings flown out on top of like a demon creature um the orsinis is kind of hard to see kind of more traditional looking with like bears on the sides and shit another blackbird for the Pamphilis, um somoglia is like three evergreen trees it looks like and a crown on top but yeah um a pole with a crown for the colonas the aldo brandinis are two keys um another masonic symbol right with the uh jesus christ crossed uh within the keys So, yeah, uh, a lot of Masonic symbolism here. A lot of nines. You'll see a lot of nines. Um, Yeah, pretty cool. Chigas has nine little, like, dirt hills underneath an eight-pointed star. Nine little flowers around the bull for the Boryas. Nine, uh, what are those damn things that the Saints have? I talked about them recently. But, yeah, you see a lot of nine symbolism in here as well. So, interesting stuff. I'll definitely be sharing this picture of the Seals on Instagram to, uh, Let y'all know that the episode's out. So, yeah, guys, cool stuff. It's really fun to look into this stuff. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you didn't mind my reading at the end. But happy New Year to you guys. Don't make New Year's resolutions. That's poor thinking. That's poor thought right there, okay? But for reals, guys, um, I hope you enjoy this. If you find any information on these guys or anything, please share it. I'm happy to talk about it. I think that this stuff's really cool. Uh, Shout out to the Real 13 families here. Thanks for the support, guys. We'll talk soon. Take care.